Hey, Wes, what's up, brother? Oh, man, just racking and stacking today, Randy. You know, I love rack and stack days, don't you? I actually do. Today I was golfing. Uh, so, you know, the rack and stack uh, got a little too close for comfort, but uh, we got a great guest to make up for the uh, the tardiness. We do with that because, you know, and we'll get right to him because that's what kind of a guest this is, but not that all of our guests are not, but, you know, you and I have a, a, a massive love for the the long time gone, but late and great Dr. Napoleon Hill, right? We and do. Uh, so we got a guy today that we're just going to talk everything Napoleon Hill. It's going to be awesome. So uh, I... We could probably, because he's up against the time uh, crunch a little bit, and you and I could talk forever because we think we're quite funny and everything else. So why don't we just go get Don? What do you think? I think that's a great idea. All right. Let's go do it, brother. All right. Welcome to Building Wins Live with host, the hybrid road warrior himself, Randy Chafee, and producer-director, Wes Wyatt. Whether we're talking about sales, marketing, tech, or industry news, we want to bring you the best tips, tricks, and info to build wins. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, welcome, Don. How are you? We're good. Life is good. Life is good. Well, I love to hear that. It's, uh, it's always great when you get to do what you love, love what you do, right? Yeah, if you don't, I, I don't understand people that don't like what they're doing. I just say, well, if you don't like what you're doing, don't do that no more. <laughs> that sounds pretty simple, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, think some people, I think some people enjoy complaining, you know. Uh, and I always try to practice what uh, Mark Twain said. Don't walk away from negative people. Run from them. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's, that's, you know, that's a great quote. You're, you're right. It, it's In today's world, with so many opportunities for all of us, uh, it's it's just it's it's downright silly to not be doing what you love and what, loving what you do. And I always have to asterisk that. I say that a lot. I'm not advocating that anybody with responsibilities just quits a job today and can't can't pay their bills tomorrow. But you either got to find a way to make what you're doing fun and happy, right? Or you need to start looking for whatever that is, right? Yeah, and and, and the biggest risk people. Doing life is taking no risk at all. A certain risk involves getting up out of the bed every morning. You know, you could you could trip down the staircase and break your neck, but uh, that's not much. That's not much of a life. But uh, but I think you have to be a little bit um, adventurous or whatever, and uh, not thinking. Well, the first lesson I taught in 1998 on this material to college, I set up a three-hour course, and I call it keys to success. But it's all the boy in Hill's writings. And I told the kids, when you go home tonight, I was a bank president at the time, so I, I was teaching it every night. I taught it 11 or 12 times. It's been taught 25 years. And I told them, I said, the first night I said was, go home or your dorm or where you're staying and look at your calendar and hunt for someday. There are seven days in a week. <laughs> some days, not one of them. When we say someday I'm gonna look into this, someday that's nothing but a plot lie to ourselves. There is there no. We can say today I'm going to make plans. This, 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 and uh, he'll said the biggest risk people do is they have maybe they have ideas but they never start. The latest book I did, which is I wouldn't it's later because I wrote it, which is. Well, she's a Napoleon Hill secret by humanists mm-hmm. just out last month and doing real well. But uh, he used the word action and thinking words 77 times. 
I think he's trying to tell us something other. <laughs> you think? You think? Yeah. 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 But all kinds of people. He in one of his uh, one of his audio programs, he said uh, that he asked the audience, "How many times on the average does some people try something before they should quit?" And they holler one, two, five, seven, a different number. He said, "No." He said, "The number is less than one average because most people never even start." <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to quit when you don't start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the biggest risk is all. I mean, people they're looking who's behind them, and and then if they do go and they with little effort, I say, "Well, my spouse told me I shouldn't. I didn't, you know, or I you, I knew I didn't know the right people, and I don't know why I took this on, but." But they have to get to the point where say, this is what I'm going to do and start. Even though, you know, if Randy, if you and I was here in Virginia and we want to go to Florida, we know we got to go south. Right. If we're out here and we see a sign that says Chicago, we're going the wrong way. <laughs> so that, who said we couldn't turn around and, and we'll pick the road signs. If we tra- travel the Interstate 80, 80, uh, let's see, uh, 81 and we'll go 26 over into North Carolina, Sometimes I've been through there on the road would be claps because of the winters. It's a high elevation. But if that road was blocked, it, we, had, we said, well, Randy, we go back home. Road's blocked. No, <laughs> we turn around and get them, find another route, may get a better scenic route. But the main thing is we start and then we get the answers to our questions as we go along. If there was ages, no such thing as a perfect time unless it's now. No perfect plans. They will always things come up. It take may take longer. I don't mean you fail. It may take more money. You may have to get the aid of other people and so forth. But the main thing is, you said this is what I'm going to do, and you start before you have all the answers because you're never going to have all the answers. Uh, and, and that's a great point, Don. You know, so many people overthink, right? I, I posted a a little cartoon that I found the other. Yeah, you know, it's been a while now, and it had you know the the thinker, that statue, of the thinker, where he's sitting, you know, with his with his hand on his on his on his chin. And it showed that, and then it showed a guy a, a, a like uh, platform with nobody there and footprints walking away. And and the whole concept was while you're thinking, somebody else is out doing. And and if you like, you just said, I think it's a great point. If you just start doing, you may make mistakes, you may screw up, you may follow up big time, but you also have found out what doesn't work, and that's equally as important as finding out what does work, right? Uh, yeah, perseverance. I clipped out a cartoon once. This old man was stopped by the Little League field. I used to be president of the Little League, and I can still remember it. And uh, this old man stopped by the Little League field, and the little boy said, how's it going? He said, well, they're 20, and we're zero. And he said, well, y'all might as well go on home, had not He said, heck, no, we've not even been bad yet. <laughs> so, you know, that's, 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 the, that's the proper outlet. Outlet. But so many people are looking for a reason to quit. And then, then – because they've not bought into it. They don't have the passion. They don't have the drive, the tenacity. Uh, my daughter says, she sent me a, a card. I sent her up something on her birthday. And she said, at, uh, 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 Roger, which is her husband, he said, you got your drive and your tenacity from your dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's awesome. Well, it could be worse. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and along what you're saying is it, 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 so many people, uh, you know the old the old adage we talk about a lot about getting out of the box or or beat the crap out of the box or or, or all those things. But so many people 
put themselves and that's the worst, right? They put themselves in their own stupid box and then they're afraid to punch the edges. They're afraid to, to look up and peek out and see that there might be other opportunities. Uh, so how, do, how does, the, you know, with Dr. Hill's teachings over the years, and uh, how do you tell somebody, how do we help somebody that is so afraid to take that risk? Because some people are massively risk averse, I guess is the term I want to use. I can tell obviously you and I and, and Wes and a lot of people that we, circles we run in, we're pretty well, my answer is usually always yes, you know, in, unless it's has to be a no, but I'm always into whatever's new, whatever exciting, never done it before. I have no idea, but yeah, let's do it. How do we get people that don't, what's the first step, I guess, for people that just don't get that? I think it, I think it's finding a purpose. Uh, You know, they, 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 otherwise they're a drifter. They got to find something from their childhood or what they, what they would really, really like to accomplish in life. And don't, don't try to analyze it, how you're going to do it. I can remember uh, when my daughter was a senior in high school, which is many years ago, and uh, I was a bank president, and one of my loan officers was a financing a new uh, Ford vehicle for a guy, and I recognized him because he had a son on a baseball team, and I was president of the Little League, and I'd raise money for him. And my, da- my daughter, I don't have any son, my daughter liked to follow the baseball team, and so I just make a step I seen him in there. I just make conversation. I said, where's your, I know your son graduates from my daughter. I said, where's he going to college? Oh, he ain't going nowhere. It's too blankety blank uh, expensive. I said, it's not as expensive as ignorance. So when that kid comes up to you and says, dad, I'm going to go to Harvard. You really want to go to Harvard? Yeah. Now we got to figure out how to get there. It's like in Victor Frankl's man's search for meaning. I'm sure you've read the book. Mm-hmm. It was a, prisoner of Nazi came to survive. Right. He said, when we have to find out why we want to do something, we can discover the how. So that's, exactly. the, that's the first step of it. I mean, what what do they want to do? Just get up get up in the morning and go out and sit on the porch or sit in a rocking chair? It may feel good, but it's not going to take you nowhere. We got to find something or another that we can make be meaningful for. I don't care if it's saving stray cats, if we have a passion for cats. We'll, we'll, find, a, we'll find a way to, uh, to survive. And, and that's the first step, of course, he'll said, definite of purpose. Even the, even the Bible, I'm a preacher, but it said we must find our purpose. And Rick Warren took that one statement and uh, and wrote a purpose-driven life, which I think sold 45 million copies the last time I looked. And that was it. He was telling it. But, of course, he used some marketing. He mailed out 30-some thousand copies of his book to pastors of every church he had an address on, and they sold his book. They liked what he said, and then mm-hmm. they told their congregation. Their congregation went out and bought the book, and they recommended it to, to others. But that's the absolute necessity this is find out what you want to do. How can how can you be successful in something other? You don't even know what you're doing. Right. Just get, right. get enough for more and more to do it. you got to yes. have something. Other. I said, I'll be, I'm 82 years old. And I said, uh, the article I was interviewed for uh, – the University of Virginia's magazine, the the, the latest issue, and and they were asking me a question. As I said, you got to find something that you're thinking about when you go to sleep. You wake up with it, and it's on your mind during the day. It's simply saying, "This is what I'm going to do." If you have to write it on your hand, or, or in my case, <laughs> I put it on three, five cars and put it inside my coat because I wore a suit every day of making eighteen years. I always and uh, and I would pull it out and look at it. Said, "I want to do this, this, this." Sometimes I could take a pencil and cross it off, and someone say, "Hey." Hey, three months ago, I've not done nothing, but it constantly in front of me what I wanted to do to 
to re, to remind me because we we take those things and put them on our subconscious and do them and do them and do them until they become a part of us. I mean, I have I don't have all the answers, but you believe, you'll believe the questions. I read taking words twice and read it again. I said, well, I guess you're smarter than I am. I said, <laughs> I said, I learned my ABCs by saying them over and over again. I said, we said them until they become a subconscious. Same way with multiplication. Somebody walks up, Randy, what's eight times eight? 64. Probably six grades last time you said it, but you said it so many times. It's right. part of it. And, and that's the reason we go back and read something another again, because the material, the principle of success has not changed. But if you read it when you was 18 years old and you read it again when you was 40, you have new experiences, you have new contacts, you've had met new people, you've read other books, and you, you'll see things that you didn't see when you, it'll cut you over. oh yeah, now I know what he means. Right. I've got a perfect example, uh, Dr. J.B. Hill's on our board, he's Napoleon's grandson, and he was, I won't say he was a trouble kid, but his dad was in the Marines, so instead of him going off to college, he went to the Marines, kind of straightened him out. But he said when he was 12 years old, Napoleon gave him Think and Grow Rich, which he didn't read, and a $10 bill, which he didn't remember, but he sure he wasted it. And But when he got into uh, the Marine Corps, uh, he found a copy of Think and Grow Rich, and he read it. And he said, now I know what grandfather was trying to tell me. So he started his planning. He went to Vanderbilt University while in the Marines, and he got his uh, degree in engineering. He served 23 years, I believe, in the Marine Corps. And at the age 46, he applied for medical school. And he was a practicing physician until less than a year ago, less than a year, a year, a year ago. Uh, so um, it, it occurs to people at different times in their, in their life. And I think the earlier it is, uh, it just, you know, you know, so many successful people knew they was going to be an astronaut or they was going to be a writer or, or whatever at an, at an early age. And they built on that until, until the opportunity presented itself. I give, I give an example uh, of, of Randy Fuhrer business. We're a small town with three red lights, probably don't need two of them. Uh, <laughs> but in, anyway, I was involved. I was not telling you what all I've done, but I was the president of the Chamber of Commerce. I was chairman of the board of local nonprofit hospital. I was on the board of college and so forth and so on. And I wrote the, I, I spoke one out the historical society about Napoleon Hill. And this was within five miles from where he was born. And people are, most of them didn't know who he was. Of course, they didn't have no money either. But I spoke and uh, on the way back home, which is about 15 minutes, I thought about it. And so when I got home, I took my yellow pad out of on my nightstand. And I wrote I wrote a letter out to the foundation and told them that all I had done, I stayed before you know, this is where it's from. I got a letter back and uh, asked me to come to have a dinner with them, Chicago, and I did. And Mr. Stone, I was anxious to meet because I listened to his tapes along with Napoleon Hills. And he finally, he said, boy, and he probably was 80 because he'll be 100. He said, you know more about these books than I do. He said, you ought to be a board member. And I said, Mr. Stone, what do I have to do? He said, just tend our meetings and we'll, and we'll, and we'll keep up with what's going on. It was non-paid. They paid expenses or travel. But uh, I accepted that. And then the other guy was old, and uh, and they kept telling me, Mike can't travel, Mike can't keep the pace. If you ever get out of the banking, we'd like for you to be the, the CEO of the foundation. And so for my old trustees, I had options in stock. I had 92,000 shares. 
And the guys were living in Florida. They owned a majority of their stock. And they approached me one day and said, we'd like to sell the bank. You think you can do it? Oh, yeah, I can help you. There's all kinds of people out there. We'd like to have writing inquiries. People would love to what They see our results of what we're doing. And uh, so I got a good buyer for them and, and did my stock and uh, told the new guys. I said, guys, I'm going to get out of banking. But I said, uh, other people have already contacted me. You've heard the rumors. I won't go to work for a competitor and, and take the customer with you. If you'll pay my salary for a year, my benefits, and let me have keep the company car for a year. And they said, okay. And so I worked out a notice on Friday and on Monday, I started setting up the Napoleon Hill Foundation by first off moving the accounts. I already had enough books to do it in. And uh, now we're in the 20, and the 23rd, 23rd year. But what I wanted to tell you is, uh, was Randy, is nobody approached me. Not likely that somebody's going to knock on Randy's door and say, Randy, boy, have I got a deal for you. But who's, if your ship don't come in, who said you couldn't swim out where it was? Exactly. So they didn't contact me. I contacted them, and that's what it led to. And uh, and, and and I learned the three most important letters in English language is ASK. If you don't ask for it, you're probably not going to get it. <laughs> and uh, and it's been a tremendous relationship with last year was benefactor of the Europe, the University of Virginia, uh, uh, written written up in their in their magazine. The interviews, it's you know, it's a, let me say they got literally I don't know what the number is, but University of Virginia must have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of alumni that uh, that saw the story of the Napoleon Hill Foundation and, and what we're doing. And it all developed the simple fact I had an idea to write them people and contact them and. Uh, uh, and I think sometimes we're afraid, but I noticed that we have several people that have friends that are billionaires, but I've noticed that people are successful. They're more likely to help you. My, my, uh, one of my board members was Chester to college. He lived be 96. And one day we was in the car together and, uh, and he said, uh, 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 Don, he said, I've noticed if it's somebody, and of course he was retired then in his nineties. He said, if you want something done, just find somebody that's real busy and they'll get it done for you. Because uh, because those people don't, they use the most negative words in English language. I haven't had the time. <laughs> we all got 24 hours a day. I come out of the post office one day, a bit long ago, and this guy, I know, he said, Don, you got a new book out? Yeah, I think maybe I got one in the car. And a lady standing there at the same time. I knew her face, but I didn't call her name. And she said, oh, I love to read, but I don't have time. I mean, you don't have 24 hours a day. We all got 24 hours a day. I once owned a cable TV company for years, a very profitable venture, and I don't watch television. I don't, I don't watch television 15 minutes a day. I never cut it on in the morning, and lots of evenings I'm doing so I never cut the thing on. And uh, But uh, we do what we want to do. But the, I told her, I said, the reason I did the cable TV, MCA, the reason it was – I looked at a financial statement of a cable company and they was head over heels in debt. So I said, hey, I'm going to put it together and I'll put our money in. We charge a lot less and, and uh, be very successful. But the uh, average person at the time, and I'm sure it's not changed none, unless it's more, well, watch television seven hours a day. It's Randy, you and I at seven hours a day, we could come to foremost world's authority over a year or two if we studied seven days on on, on uh, tree frogs or. <laughs> well, if Isn't that amazing? You're, you're so right. You know, and it's funny you say that, Don, because outside of watching my beloved Michigan football go blue, I don't watch any TV almost ever at home. 
And I can't remember the last time, and, and I travel a lot for business. I can't remember the last time I've turned the TV on in my room. And so many people, the, that's the first thing, literally before they turn a light on, or they're turning the light on only to find the remote, right? It's like, I, I will do, I will read, I'll listen to podcasts, I'll, uh, I mean, hell, I'll sit and listen to some jazz music and, and bring up a Dr. Pepper from the, uh, from the lobby and, uh, and make some notes or, or do something. But I just don't feel like wasting those hours that I have awake on stuff that's uh, going to do absolutely zero for me, right? Well, the same way I was a week, uh, the week we did a week before last in, in New York City. I'm trying to think now, visualize the room. It was the old Andrew Carnegie Hotel right in the middle of uh, New York. I'm trying to, of course, I just spend all time in our ship, take a shower, go to bed, and get up and you know, right. events. But I'm sure there's television in the room, but right now I'm trying to think, four about the room. It never was got on. I don't know. I didn't know no reason to cut on. No. I had to with me. I took with me to read and work on and to, and to call us to answer and to, and to, and to follow up on. But uh, but uh, no, it doesn't pay for it. When I told my wife that I'd met with an attorney to form a cable TV company, and she said, "Gosh, and you don't even watch television." And that's what <laughs> I thought it was. But everybody else is. And yeah. I said, that "It's a tremendous opportunity." It was. I it mean, it's a, it was a classic case. That, that, uh, and then they contacted us and they said, uh, would like to buy us. But said, we can lower our rates and we got a lot of money. I said, yeah, you got a lot of borrowed money. I said, well, let's cut your rates. But but I do know a little bit before I've done this. You can't cut the rates in a particular town because you got competition unless you cut them all the way across the state. We're all regulated by the Federal Trade Commission. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did one town, then I did another town and, and they kept up and up. Annie, and, and then we applied for license for third and fourth town at the same time. And I don't know. Where we'd had 15, 18 years or something, other. but the offer was so great it was just uh, it's hard to turn down. And we hadn't taken cash out of it, and it built up to a lot. And of course, then we sold it as capital gains tax, which is low rate, low rate on the thing. And it was just a good, it was just a good venture. I just thought it was a good idea, and uh, and it turned out turned out to be turned out to be so. And I can remember, I can remember my buddy and I, and he was in my first class, and he sold it one of his companies out for. $45 million. He only had a high school education, but we were going to play golf one Saturday and we stopped at one of his convenience stores and the guy was in our, uh, uh, he, uh, jury was his name. And, uh, jury said, uh, Wendell said, somebody was telling me, he said, you're Don is about to bring water, uh, uh, do bottled water. Said, you don't think people are going to pay for water, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that's in the early, as in your, it was in the early days. And, uh, but you could see it coming, you know, and even today, you buy a bottle of water, it's more expensive than gasoline is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you pay for a bottle of water what a gallon of gas costs. And uh, it was a tremendous venture. Uh, and uh, again, I see we had it. We had a 20 year contract. And when 20 years was up, it was on 92 acres of land. We're trying to think what to do. At all the money we did, and of course you don't appreciate land. We had 92 acres, and we donated 92 acres to Lincoln Memorial University. That was the old that was the old university set up at that Lincoln's request to honor the people that would fought for the North. Mm-hmm. It's right in that area where Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee come together. It's still a good it's still a good school. It's a good school. They have a law school, a pharmacy school, and a vet school, and and uh, and so forth. And they owned the land that joined ours, and so. Just mountainous, I didn't want to cut the town, the trees off of it. So 
we just donated it to them. Oh, got, yeah. a good, got a good text right off. But, yeah, uh, there you yeah. go. But done lots of other things too. Not because you had to or whatever, you just you had a vision, you could see what you could do and uh, and uh, and uh, and and went went with it and uh, and had confidence that you know it, that you could make it turn out all right. Uh, all about the all about the mindset and the attitude, right? Which is a lot of what Dr. Hill was about. And and you know, it is I really appreciate what you do with the with the, the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Uh, you know, because so you're the executive director and, and CEO, I believe, of the the foundation, and, and you just do great work keeping uh, the, the word of Dr. Hill alive. And uh, I can tell you, as a as a reader and follower of his works from way back, uh, it, it's uh, it, I'm, I'm glad to see that happening. As you know, there's a lot to be learned. So. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just say I know we're getting close to your time. That you need to, you need to jump. Uh, in, any parting words uh, before uh, before we let you go do your next uh, uh, adventure, whatever that is? Uh, I know you're you're a busy man, so. Well, well, you know, I think I'm I'm doing a book on. Uh, uh, I've just done this one. I'm doing a I'm doing a, a book on. Uh, I'm doing a book on vision, and and I think we have to learn to see with our inner eyes and have a vision of where we want to be rather than where we are. And uh, uh, Jim Sowall, the guy's written 60 books, is blind. His first book was You Don't Have to Be Blind to See. And that's what it is. We have to learn to visualize what we want in life and, 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 and look that way rather than looking at poverty. I mean, he'll say, people on poverty, what do they think about? Poverty. Right. And, and if you want to change that mindset, you've got to have a mindset as to where you, where you want to be in life. And then do what it takes. It won't fall out of the sky. The Lord wouldn't have given us ability to have dreams if He hadn't given us the tools to seek the answers. But we got to do our part, and there we can go. make and we can make a difference while we're here. Well, I appreciate gotcha. it very, very much. I could go on and on and on, but uh, well, hey, you know what? We we've been known to allow really really good guests uh, to come back. So I th I think you I think I think you've earned that, my friend. Well, stay in touch. Well, I appreciate we'll you. I Thank appreciate you. you. Thank Appreciate you, you. Cheers. Bye-bye now. There you are, folks. Don Green, Executive Director and CEO of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. As surprising as it may be to me that somebody may not necessarily know Napoleon Hill, no judgment, follow the guy. you got to read some Napoleon Hill stuff. And uh, a good place to start is uh, on uh, on Don's uh, web or his uh, group, the Napoleon Hill Foundation. So check it out. There's some great stuff to learn. And, uh, you know, we... Uh, just loving what I do and doing what I love. Me and Wes are just racking and stacking and having a good time. Remember, one of the, the most important thing I think that, that Don said there that I really enjoyed was to make sure you get out of the box and go do what you want to do. Don't just sit back. If you're not doing what you're happy with, go find it. Go find it. Live life every day. Make notes. Dream. That's it. So live it. Love it and own it. Right? Love what you do and do what you love. That's what Wes and I are doing right now. And make today your best day ever. Until tomorrow. Cheers, my friends. Thank you for listening to Building Wins Live. You can find information on Randy, Wes, our guests, show notes, and anything related to the podcast at buildingwins.live. On behalf of the whole Building Wins team, don't forget, make today your best day ever. Until tomorrow.